Hi, I'm Felicity, a registered nurse cosmetic injector and founder of the Fit Injector Clinic. Welcome to my channel and video podcast streaming on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. Today is episode 15 and I have Edda joining me today, a registered nurse cosmetic injector, new mum, and founder of the Lux Nurse in Ramsgate Beach. That's a lot. Yes. Tell me Welcome. About Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming. It's so nice to be here and actually see your clinic. I know. And I want to come and see your clinic next, Anytime. your your new clinic. <laughs> I'd love to. So, Edda, we met quite a while back, a couple of years ago mm-hmm. at a cosmetic nurses event. I think it was a fresh clinics mm-hmm. dinner. Um, and then we've stayed in touch via Instagram since then. So I feel like I do know you quite a lot, yeah. <laughs> quite well. Um, and I've absolutely loved following your journey recently, um, expanding into your brand new cosmetic clinic and becoming a mum in the process to your gorgeous little man. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a long journey, but we're finally here. I know, right? And like, and I feel like because we've had, you know, I guess we can really relate to each other because we both became new mums and then while we've got these new little ones, we're like, let's have a bigger <laughs> clinic, you know. We're so silly. I don't know why we sign ourselves up for this. I know. Things. So smart or crazy. I think the verdict's still out on know. that one. Because <laughs> people are like, how do you do it? I'm like, I actually don't know. You just kind of take each day as you it make comes, it don't you? Yeah. You just yeah. make it work. Yeah. Yeah. So I I asked you onto the podcast after you posted a story recently of unfortunately having the most awful experience that you've ever had in your career to date with a patient on that day that you posted it. And it hit me to my core because unfortunately since opening this clinic, I've experienced some challenging situations that I hadn't before mm-hmm. I opened this shopfront style clinic. Um, and I reached out to you like, yes, I hear you girl. Um, and in a way, a relief that it wasn't just me having these experiences mm-hmm. since expanding. And it turns out that like you didn't have that prior to then either. So I know that today what we're going to talk about will resonate with so many other clinic owners out there on this topic. So we're going to chat around firstly around your background in nursing, how you became an injector, Mm -hmm. expanding your cosmetic clinic and the main reason we decided to do this podcast. And let's call it the not so aesthetic side to being a cosmetic (laughs) clinic owner. I was like, I didn't know what to call it. So not so aesthetic. (laughs) So um, so, Edda, tell us about your background as a registered nurse. Uh, so if we start from the beginning, I would say I actually fell into nursing. Really? I was graduating from year 12. Um, I kind of decided that I was going to go and be a bachelor, sorry, do a bachelor of oral health yeah. and become a dental hygienist. Okay. Um, at the time, it was very hard to get into. I think Sydney University was the only university um, in New South Wales really? that was um, – offering that course yeah. with about 30 students and um, there was like a multiple mini interview process um, to get into that and unfortunately I was unsuccessful oh. at the very last stage. So we were going around campus with my partner and um, he was like, how about nursing? And I was like, nursing? <laughs> huh? I thought about that. Um, I was like, maybe midwifery, but I don't know about nursing. Yeah. And just it so happened that fate took over and um I got an offer at the University of Notre Dame yeah which happens to be one of the best um universities for nursing in particular um studied three years and then um decided that I wanted to go into the operating theatres as my new graduate program yeah um I was very lucky that I got that as well and um from that point on, I went into pediatrics, yeah. did a bit of anesthetics and recovery, and I loved it. I was doing a lot of exciting emergency cases. Um, I met a lot of, you know, families and I've got great stories from <laughs> that part of my career. But um, I knew at that point I had to start thinking about my future because I was doing a lot of on-calls, yeah. uh, weekends, night duty, and I basically had no work-life yeah. balance. Um and I also felt that I lacked um, a bit of a creative outlet. Yeah. So I remember in university at the very first lecture we sat in, I, I think it was anatomy and physiology. The lecturer, Angela Owens, I still remember Aww. to this day. Um, she told everyone to sit down and scan across the room. And she said, have a look at who you're sitting next to. One third of the nursing students are going to drop out <gasps> in the first placement. Wow. The second third is here purely to do cosmetic nursing. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Wow. This was back in 2013. Wow. So I guess there was a bit of a boom happening. Laser clinics yeah. was, you know, new to the game. and Interesting because in my head it's only really been in the last few years that yeah. people have had that kind of like I only want to do nursing to yeah. be an injector. Yeah. That's, wow. So 2013 that was. 2013. So, yeah. and so um, then that stuck with you. That stuck with yeah. me and I was probably in my third year as an RN. I was like I'm missing this creative outlet. What could I do? Um, so cosmetic nursing was the avenue that I decided to take. And at the time it wasn't actually quite easy to get Mm -mm. into. You had to know someone or you had to find a plastic surgeon that was willing to take you on. Yeah. I don't think fresh clinics existed then. No, they Um, started in 2018. Yeah. So this would have been 2016, 2017. Yeah. I was, you know, having these thoughts, um, so I decided to invest in my future. I went and did a postgraduate diploma right. in cosmetic nursing yeah. and um, dermal therapy. Yeah. Um, and it was an expensive course. Uh-huh. Everyone <laughs> told me, you know, you're silly. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Um, Especially when you've already done your bachelor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I believed in my vision and I didn't want to go down the stock standard pathway that everyone else was doing. Yeah. Like a two day course and off yeah. you go. Yeah. 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 So um, I went and did that. It was a 12 month course. Yeah. Um, I really loved it. I'm glad I actually did it now because as a nurse that does skin treatments, I actually yeah. learned a lot about lasers, a lot about um, dermatology. Absolutely. And things like that. And so, the way our industry is moving where yeah. patients are more and more, they're wanting skin treatments. Yeah. It's fantastic that you've got that background because then you'll be that sort of like step ahead with what people want. Yeah. So yeah. that was 12 months. Yeah. Graduated. Then I was like, okay, ready <laughs> to find a job. Yeah. Um. It was still proving difficult. Um, I didn't hear about fresh clinics at this time. So I started going on seek and applying for clinics. And I had an interview with um, a large franchise. Yeah. Um, And I went into this interview and immediately I knew that my values weren't going to align with theirs. Yeah. Um, I remember my partner had driven me to this interview and I got back in the car and I started crying because I just felt like, you know, this, this wasn't for me. And he said, Edda, get it together. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, if this is going to be your way in, then this is just something that you need to do. Yeah. So I signed that contract. You did, yeah. (laughs) Signed my soul away. scary contract. We've all seen one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was my way in. Yeah. And I guess I'm grateful that I did yeah. that now. But um, at the time, scary decision. But now you're like, scary. yes, it was the right yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was the beginning of the Lux Nurse. Amazing. Um, yeah. And here we are. Here we are. <laughs> so um, you. So up until recently, you had you were like had a like a one room clinic. Is that you were mm-hmm. renting within an existing space? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. And then this year, you've expanded to how many treatment rooms have you got? It's still just the one, just one. Yeah, but it's, but a, it's a larger front space with a shop front and a big yeah. waiting area, and it's absolutely yeah. beautiful from what I've seen. And on lots Instagram. of foot traffic, which is great. Yeah, which is amazing for business, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's so good. So shall we? <laughs> All right, Edda, let's get into the juicy stuff. So um, so when we were planning this, you came to me with some great examples to share. Um, I'm going to let you sort of take that away and then I'm going to throw in some funny examples. Okay. So I won't relive too much of yeah. the stuff. I feel like I've done a lot of processing <laughs> past it and touch wood things have been really great in the last few months. So let's start with your most recent encounter, which prompted you to make that Instagram story mm-hmm. and then why you're sitting here today. Uh, okay, so um, I had this client. She was a new client. She booked very last week. I think it was the night before. Um, booked online, and she she was running late to her appointment. So when she did eventually come in, she was huffing and puffing, and I could tell that she, you know, was struggling to get here on time. So I introduced myself and I said, "Look, take a seat. Let me get you some water. You know, get your things together, yeah. and then we can get started with the consultation." Um, and I took her into the treatment room and before I could begin, 
she basically took over the whole yeah. consultation. So um, her first little feedback was that she didn't understand why a lot of clinics now take booking deposits or consultation fees. Oh, that's an interesting thing to start with. Yeah. So um, she wanted to feedback that um, she found my website a little bit difficult because rather than having the option to use Apple Pay, that she had to physically take out her card, you know, put the digits in and press submit. And, you know, I didn't think anything of it. Yeah. I thought, you know, great feedback. If I can make the process easier, why not? Yeah, I'll go away and think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, thank you. I'm going to take that on board um, and hopefully I can implement that. Yeah. Um, Before I can start the consultation, then she starts talking about this clinic in Double Bay that she's been visiting for years and how she's had a bad experience. And at the last appointment, she had an argument with the clinic manager and that she didn't want to go back to that clinic. And, you know, in our minds, that's already a red flag. It is. But you know what? I thought... Sometimes people want to find somewhere new to exactly. go to. So, and sometimes they have genuinely had a bad experience, yeah. but other times they haven't. Yeah. Um, and then you start to think, well, am I going to be the next clinic that they're talking about to the next injector, even yeah. if you've gone above and beyond? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I let no, her have her little yeah. rant, get it out of her system. <laughs> And then, you know, we jumped into the consultation. So she was there primarily for an anti-wrinkle treatment. Um, So I asked her all the stock standard questions, you know, how long was your last treatment? What areas do you like to get done? Do you see a good result? So on. Yeah. Um, She basically uh, still took over the all like the um consultation and I couldn't even explain myself I couldn't you know give her the dose she basically started telling me you know I want um yeah this this much in my forehead this many injection points and then this is the dose and uh the treatment um plan that she was giving me wasn't adding (laughs) up so yeah. she wanted three areas using a dose that was extremely low, yeah. something that we would typically use one to two areas. Yeah. She was wanting little to no movement. Yeah. And I was trying to explain to her why I didn't think that was a good uh, treatment plan yeah. for her and that I would think after two weeks that she would be calling me to tell me that it didn't work because I've seen that time yeah. and time again. And then it's it's on you, yes. right? Even, even if you've explained yeah. it a hundred times. yeah. I know better now that, yeah. you know, underdosing is not the way. No. And it's creating an issue in yeah. our industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I generally try to re-educate clients because, you know, they just might have seen the wrong injector before who wasn't experienced. Yeah. Um, well, like between products, I think people don't realize that there's four products available yeah. of anti-wrinkle and the dosing varies mm-hmm. between them, between one compared to the other three in particular. And some people come in with a dose and they're saying that it's one particular product. I'm yeah. like, that dose sounds like it would actually be the yes. other product, but they're very firm that it's the other one. And you're thinking, but if I inject that dose, like it's really not going to do anything because it's such a small amount. Yeah. And I you're trying to have that that education yeah yes but she didn't want to hear it yeah and we just kept going around in a circle in a circle and just not getting anywhere and she she was just very passive aggressive um and I was actually alone in the clinic Mm. so I didn't feel confident to say hey maybe I'm not the injector for you which is such a hard conversation yeah in hindsight I probably should have said that but just of just based on her energy and how she was um you know responding to my advice or my recommendation I just didn't think it was an appropriate way to go yeah and that it would have tipped things over into maybe a more of an aggressive totally tone yeah um but yeah we kept going back and forth and she was just very argumentative she was saying look if you don't want to treat me I will go back to my last clinic or I'll go elsewhere it's kind of like this reverse psychology yeah um I think price was a factor for her and when that becomes a factor for clients, look, I I completely understand everyone has a budget. So I always recommend, look, rather than decreasing the dose and not getting the result that you want, why don't we treat one area correctly? And then see. She didn't want that either. Okay. So I had given her options. Yes. And um, she didn't want to hear it. She just yeah. wanted me to do what she wanted to do. Um, and it came to a point where she was in my face um, mm. and I just felt a little bit threatened. Yeah, bit And I was just trying to tell her, look, if you had gone to your GP asking for antibiotics, <laughs> yeah. are you going to tell them, look, I want 
this yeah. much of amoxicillin. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I'm not, only going to take it for three days. And, yeah. yeah. And I think that kind of yeah. really. And I think that's where there is this kind of blurred line in the cosmetic industry. Yeah. That it's, it's more beauty. Yeah. And that, you know, people can be a little bit more sort of like, you know, I guess telling us what they want. Mm. And I'm all for, you know, I love it when a client comes in, they know what product they're having and yeah. how they like it. And and sometimes they do know their dosing. Yeah. And if it's right, you're like, this is really yeah. helpful. It makes our job um, easier. Yeah. And now with the new ARPA regulations where they get that email, like yeah. that is so helpful, yeah. right? But there is then that line where it's like, oh, actually – you maybe don't have this right mm-hmm. and then how to kind of mitigate that from mm-hmm. it then becoming, you know, you inject them but then it's it's all wrong and then mm-hmm. you're the next injector that they're talking about exactly. or do you tell them, okay, well, we're going to stop this here but like you said, you know, some people obviously can then get quite, you know, angry about yeah. that. Um, but at the end of the day we are medical professionals mm-hmm. and we have to get a prescription for these products yeah. and we understand correct dosing after years and years of treating faces mm-hmm. and so i guess there needs to be you know let's normalize the fact that you know we we do know yeah. what's best for your face yeah <laughs> i know so how did you wrap up this interaction so basically she ended up walking out of the clinic which I was glad that she did that because I didn't want to be the one to escort out. Yeah, It it wasn't going anywhere. And I just think what was the point of me treating her because I didn't think she was going to come back. Yeah. Totally. Um, I just and that's that better. From her. You know what? Because you didn't you didn't treat her. You, yeah. You did the best thing instead of, you know, like we've touched on then, you know, yeah. she goes to the next clinic and you're a terrible injector yeah. and, you know, you know, in her, you know, in yeah. her mind, um, which you absolutely didn't. You, you were being yeah. patient. You were trying to educate. So. I spent 20 minutes with her. Yeah. But I did receive a lovely email from her did an you? hour later. Oh. <laughs> Um, basically she was asking for a refund of her, um, deposit Deposit, or consultation fee because I'd refused to treat her. But, and and, you know, there's, there's so many reasons we refuse, you know, if she's coming on in antibiotics or she was pregnant or, you know, there's so many reasons why we refuse people. And I think there is this really challenging part where Mm. we just refuse because it's, you know, when we're not going to make them happy or, you know, like that, like they're wanting a dose that's not appropriate or we can't meet their budgets and things like that. Um, it's it's challenging, isn't it? Yeah, and it's unfortunate yeah. because there are clinics out there that are just happy to do what people say yes. just to get them through the door. Yeah, and so it makes it hard for the people that are really trying to do yeah. the right yeah. thing. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, when we say no to a treatment, we're saying no to putting food on the table for yeah. our young families, yeah. you know. So it really shows when we say no to someone and I do get, you know, majority of my patients are lovely, I want to put that out there, <laughs> but I do get that feedback where people will go, I really appreciate you saying mm-hmm. no because, you know, the last three clinics wanted to put all this stuff in my face and they left feeling like really intimidated by yeah. that. And the fact that I go, no, like you said, let's just start with one area. Well, let's just start with one mill of product. Or, yeah. You know, um, when it comes to dermal filler and majority of people actually really appreciate mm-hmm. that that you can be honest because they're like well this is your business yeah and you're able to go nurse first yeah you know medical professional first and actually say no and that's when you'll find clients that will follow you for years exactly and that's yeah. where you get these beautiful long-term yeah. followers that you know you just know so much about them they know yeah. about you and your family and it just becomes this yeah yeah i'm not interested so. in treating someone just for that one time yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want a loyal clientele base. Exactly. Yeah. Nice to be around. Yeah. So, you know, and and I think, yeah, it, it really makes you a lot more aware of these situations. And yeah. I think, you know, if unfortunately it does happen again to you, you'll probably be within that first five minutes, yeah. you'll be like, this is, this is not happening. Yeah. yeah. I'm not the injector for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, I want to add in a funny one here, mm-hmm. unless there's anything else you want to say about no, that. Go no, <laughs> a funny one here that we had recently, I did post it on Instagram. Um, we had a walk in a couple of weeks ago um, who just came in off the street um, asking about, you know, the treatments we did, asking for pricing for lip filler and a lip flip. And then they went, um, they didn't book, but they took a card and Lucy told them how to book and all of that. And everything seemed quite normal. And then they went to leave and then they turned around and asked to use the bathroom. And that's when I just got that, you know, that funny mm. gut feeling. And 
and they used the bathroom and then they left. And then something made me go, I was like, I need to go and check the bathroom. Mm-hmm. They stole the, I don't know how to pronounce it, Aesop, Aesop, whatever that brand yeah. is, those post-poo drops that were sitting on the back of the toilet. I was like, of all things to steal from me. And, like, we have a full security system. So I'm like, we have, like, a full shot yeah. of this person. And I just thought, oh, my gosh. Some like, people are just strange. And, I, like, Lucy and I just laughed and laughed about it. But I was like, if you're prepared to steal, yeah. like, poo drops off the back of the toilet are you also prepared to steal skincare or let me inject your face and then walk out without paying or you know and I, it made me feel really uncomfortable it's very scary isn't you know it? whether it's a tiny thing or a large expensive thing I'm like this person just stole from my business mm-hmm. you know and they came in you know asking all these lovely questions so um, we do know what this person looks like so if they ever book in again <laughs> I will be politely asking them to leave <laughs> Can you imagine having that conversation? But like, them? I'd be like, uh, "You're the person who stopped from the <laughs> awkward, right? Very awkward, weird, very weird." Um, but that's something that certainly would have happened in my, wouldn't have happened in my old clinic because yeah. I was like way up in a commercial building, um, and I feel like it acted as like this kind of filtration yeah. system. Um, but yeah, and I think that's funny. just now the you know what we see as a. Sh- a shop front, a shop own, front. Own yeah, own, because yeah. it certainly opens you up to a larger portion of the population, yeah. right? So um, you don't have, I guess, like you probably had in your previous clinic and so did I, like I said, this kind of filtration mm. system that really the only people that were booking in, they've either followed you on Instagram for a really long time yeah. or they've been referred to you. Mm-hmm. That, you know, you, I, I never got a walk-in in my old clinic because mm-hmm. I was like three stories up in yeah. a, a building. Um so, yeah, so in those first few months it was like a little bit eye-opening to these, you know, weird encounters that we were having straight off the street. <laughs> but you'll always laugh about that now. You do, especially, yeah. the, especially that one. I'm like, that one will go down in history here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other points we put here, which I'm sure every cosmetic clinic um, owner experiences is, you know, like you you had that um, encounter, you know, passive aggressive, you know, people shopping around trying to haggle you on price mm-hmm. and things like that. And unfortunately, I think that is driven like you touched on from, you know, chain clinics advertising, yeah. you know, $99 foreheads and things yeah. like that. But I guess you just have to really set that boundary of, you know, mm-hmm. we are private clinics, yeah. you know, we are a boutique experience. Yeah. Um and yeah you know obviously you know you put in the notes here like expecting specials regularly mm-hmm. um i'm not sure if you've read those ARPA regulation proposed changes mm-hmm. that came out last week but really cutting down heavily yeah. on things like specials discounts influences and things like yeah. that because obviously consumers are seeing that everywhere um and at the end of the day like we are we're providing a medical treatment mm-hmm. with a prescription medication yeah you know, there shouldn't be specials on that. There yeah. shouldn't be discounts. I agree actually the, with the way that the industry is going. It's uh-huh. filtering all yeah. the, you know, negative. Which, yeah, and it's only going to put these, you know, these private boutique clinics where you're getting this, you know, fantastic experience. Mm. It's only going to push those yeah. and where people start to go, oh, well, maybe if it's too cheap, that's actually a red flag, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I'm, I'm all for, you know, you know, a few times a year we might run a, a promotion on one of our skin treatments mm-hmm. or something like that. But um, certainly in the last couple of years I've really put my foot down. Like there's yep. no discounts on injectables, there's no specials, mm-hmm. nothing like that. You know? And I think consumers forget that we are a family-owned business yes. and we have put so much on the line yes. to have a beautiful boutique clinic and provide these amazing treatments and high-end services. Exactly. You pay for what you get. Yes. And behind the scenes there are a lot of things that we have to pay for, like, your professional indemnity insurance, yeah. all our consumables, exactly. wages, it doesn't end. It doesn't end. And people, I guess, just think there's the product cost, yeah. which is a lot more than yeah. what people might think yeah. and it's constantly going up. And then there's the, the price that we charge our yeah. patients. But like you said, there's all those factors in between that yeah. dwindles down where yeah. you know we're only getting a tiny little cut yeah. of, of that you know and we're not running off to Westfield with hundreds of dollars after every yeah. patient that's that's going out to all of those things that yeah. you just mentioned and we're performing high-risk treatment yeah. so it just doesn't it doesn't end when that client walks out the door yeah. there's a lot of aftercare yeah and you know if a complication is to happen that has to be factored in exactly as well. so yeah um I, I try and re-educate everyone now yeah. you know the price is high for this reason yes exactly um yeah and yeah so i'm kind of like those parts of the regulation changes proposed changes i'm like yes yeah bring it on yeah (laughs) 
Um, and obviously we've all had experiences with clients who are, um, you know, they've had, in our personal opinion, professional opinion, too much treatment mm-hmm. <laughs> and having those difficult conversations around, I guess, what we deem as appropriate treatments yeah. as well. Um, and I guess that kind of, you know, us going, you know, what what is our ideal client base and what isn't? Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, trying to treat a patient who's already overfilled, mm-hmm. we're probably not going to meet their expectations yeah. ever. Yeah. yeah. And I am a big believer in that we select our clients rather yeah. than our clients select 100%. us. 100%. So if they don't align with my ethical values, no. I think there's another injector out there yeah. for them. So I'm more than happy to turn people away. Absolutely. Um, and I've done this time and time yeah. again. And I know that, you know, there is a dollar figure that I'm saying no to. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they're our portfolio. So if they don't look great. Yeah. Um, and they're going around going, oh, I went to see Edna yeah. at the Lux Nurse. Yeah. And then I, her, their, their friends are going, oh. I'm not going to be going <laughs> no, I'm there. Not going, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I've always been mindful of that. And I know there are injectors that I've spoken to and they're like, why did you say no? They're just <laughs> going to go somewhere else. Yeah. I'm more but than happy you know, for them to go I'm like, somewhere let them. else. Yeah. yeah. Because what I love is when I get the that new patient on the bed and I yeah. say, I always say, you know, how did you find me? Oh, I was referred by such and such. Her face yeah. looks incredible. Yeah. And that's what I want. And yeah. her face looks natural. And they go, I didn't even know she was getting yeah. treatment. You know, yeah. and she's been coming here for years. Yeah. And that is like why I'm like, that is what I do. And that's why I'm like, I'm a very less is more injector. Yeah. It's funny. My, some of my patients after a few years, they're like, I've worked you out. Yeah. I really have to push you to inject yeah. me. I'm like, yeah, you do. Because I'm like, I want that natural. I've got in my clinic lit up. It says enhance yeah. your natural beauty so yeah. you know i don't i don't want to add to that person who you know people are going to go oh, like where did they go and i've been yeah. actually labeled by a previous employer as a conservative injector <laughs> um which some people might not be happy as about that label that. i'm more than happy to yeah, take that i'm on. like i'll wear that yeah, yeah yeah i'm happy to be that injector totally. and there are clients that i see that i you know have that honest conversation look i'm more than happy to do your anti-wrinkle but i don't think dermal filler yeah, totally. um, is required for you know yeah the treatment yeah like i don't um, i don't think you need that yeah 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 or i'll you know suggest it to them a laser treatment yeah absolutely um, or you know a surgical option if yeah. i think they are heading down that path yeah absolutely so, and i really like that way you you said you know we also pick our clients yeah. and i think too if you really um kind of almost like portray who you are like yeah. really kind of put it have that like energy the clients that aren't the right fit for both of us, they'll mm. kind of work that out as well. And yeah. I've had that on the bed where they're kind of like, oh, actually, yeah, I will just do my tox because I can I can see them going, mm-hmm. she's not the injector to yeah. do my filler or, you know, whatever it is because they've also worked yeah. out she's not going to give me what I want, yeah. you know, because they might not want what I'm saying is like a yeah. natural look. And I've also had clients come to me recently who've gone to other injectors and I always ask them, you know, how did you find me? Was it yeah. a referral or Instagram? And they are usually from Instagram or a referral. Yeah. But they, and I asked them, you know, what happened to your last clinic? And they say, oh, you know, it was great, but the injector just, you know, how they per- they look person. Sorry. <laughs> I've lost it. <laughs> so they, good. Um, they basically come to me because their injector has gone too far with yes, the injectors themselves. Themselves, yes. and and that's know. a huge one. Yeah. I heard. I can't remember if it was a, co- a conference or on a podcast or something, but um, where other injectors were talking about where injectors become victims yeah. of the industry. Yeah. And they lose sight yeah. of life. Is that on the IA podcast? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Shout out to those guys. That's right. But it's true, right? And they, you know, we're maybe at the end of every week, they're like, oh, there's, you know, yeah, use up the extra tox, yeah. oh, here's some filler. And then they're almost losing sight. And then you get that where the yeah. patients are like, ooh. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of like, you know, you, you know you're not going to go to a hairdresser who has bad hair, yeah. right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so I'm yeah. always mindful of that. Yeah. Yeah, and like looking at you, like you look so natural. Oh, You've just got you. beautiful glowing skin, thank and of course, you. your patients would feel so comfortable with having you do their treatments. Yeah, and they always ask me, you know, what treatments do yeah. you have? Do you get yeah. that? Yeah, I always get the skin 
like this. Yeah. And they go, oh, like, have you had filler? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like yeah. everywhere. Yeah. But they're like, oh, wow, you know, it, it looks natural. And they'll all, the thing they always comment on is my skin. Yeah. And then that's the best, like, because I'm like, yes, well, we yeah. have like four other rooms yeah. for skin treatments. Yeah. And, and really, um, I think in the last couple of years, it's like really putting skin first. Mm-hmm. And then people are really putting two and two together. Like if I'm doing skin treatments, my anti-wrinkle actually looks better. My yeah. fillers look better. And they realize that they don't need as much of those products. Yeah to you know get the results that they want so i'm going to jump one point ahead here while we're on you know talking about what what we find out from other clinics without you know saying mm-hmm. anything negative but there was um one experience that uh, i had a new patient on the bed told me about just recently actually um was that when they went there, like no one had to introduce like what their qualification was. And mm-hmm. usually obviously people come in and, you know, because we've got it out there that we're registered nurse and all of that. But I always to a new patient introduce myself, like I'm Felicity, I'm mm-hmm. a registered nurse, mm-hmm. just so they know like, you know, who they're seeing. Um, but no one had actually announced like what their qualification was. You know, they weren't wearing, you know, badges, like you've got it on your scrubs, yeah. I've got a badge, you know. Um, but after the experience with me, they actually told me this, at the end in the waiting room after going through, you know, where I talk about obviously all the risks and the treatment and we do the scripting and all of that, that they were like, actually, after experience with you, I feel the need to tell you this. They're like, I don't think the last person injecting me was a nurse. And I'm like, hmm? because apparently what happened is the, there was a doctor called on FaceTime for the script. But then after that was done, the face was cleaned and they drew up the dots. But, and then the registered nurse was called on FaceTime to check the dots That's a very for the placement process. And I was like, why would they do that? So then they did their research because I was like, oh, they, that didn't feel right. They yeah. did their research. They found us. Then they had the treatment with me and then they were like, okay, I feel the need to just like, yeah. blah. and they're like, I'm not sure what was going on there. Yeah. Red yeah. flag. Red flag. <laughs> Cause they were like, that was completely different to yeah the experience. Oh and then even since I wrote this, I've also had just recently too, like, um, you know, someone who was like, after I did the scripting and everything, they, they were like, how often do you have to do that? And I mm. said, you know, every six months in New South Wales and, you know, less than that if we're changing yeah. the dose or product or whatever. And they're like, I can't remember the last time someone did a script and they've been yeah. going to the same clinic for years. I'm still actually quite shocked how people don't understand the scripting process yes. who've been having it for years. Yeah, and people go, what's that? What, yeah. Why do we have to do this? And they're asking – and I'm like – and then you have to sort of do your full – I feel like I'm explaining it to them for the first time. Yeah, and I feel like I sometimes have to go, oh, well, in Australia, like yeah. you have to be – you know, and do the whole thing. And they're sort of like looking blankly mm-hmm. and you can tell they're like, where have I been going? Yeah. And I just kind of think – like I always just thought we were quite mm-hmm. strict here. Like compared yeah. to, you know, I follow pages in, you know, especially the UK. Yeah. It's like the wild west there. You know, anyone can mm-hmm. inject. Um, follow that consultant clinic who just yeah. like calls <laughs> out non, non-medical non professionals. And so I'm just like how are people, especially here, like mm-hmm. how are people, I guess, doing this? Because what's going to happen, especially like with that recent encounter where they're going, I can't remember the last time someone did a script yeah. for me. The more people that are going to have that experience, that clinic will, mm. you know, will get audited because yep. a patient's going to stand up and go, hey, I don't mm-hmm. think what's going on here is the right thing. So it's like how long do these injectors, non-injectors yeah. think that they can do that for? And I'm always mindful of the fact that if a complication was to occur, you're going to need that doctor to fall back on Who's for support. Who's going to support you? Yeah. And, you know, from my hospital nursing days, I was always told like think about if something was to go wrong in, yeah. you know – um a court case yeah you need something to stand on mm-hmm. so yeah. i've always it's always been ingrained in my mind if something yeah. was to happen yeah have How you does done this the right play steps out? Yeah, yeah exactly and what like losing everything your registration yeah. your clinic everything yeah. over what not scripting someone like yeah. that's just especially if a complication it's a quick, happens you know one minute process yeah it's so quick now with the apps and everything yeah <laughs> I don't understand how people get away with this. (laughs) No, nor do I. The next point we had was strange DMs we received asking for freebies. We know Mm. every injector's had these. Um, And one I do get quite regularly is influencers. Yeah. Um, But, you know, with the the regulations with ARPA and TGA Mm -hmm. that have happened over the last couple of years, we we actually can't do that. Like which is great. Like yeah. not that I have ever done that before. Yeah. I've never had, you know, an influencer in. But the fact that they, you know, they do ask, you know, for a, for a shout out, you know, can I have my lips done for a shout out? Yeah. Like, no, like that costs us. You yeah. Know? 
<laughs> I've had an interesting one actually a couple of days ago. Oh, yeah. Um, it was an Instagram DM and basically this young girl reached out to me saying that she was starting to become an actor Yeah, and she couldn't afford to have treatment. So she was hoping to get, you know, a complimentary service oh, okay. for a shout out. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I was like, okay, come on in. <laughs> sure. And but I often just don't respond anymore. No. Like, you Often know. I just, especially if they come through as like a DM request, yeah. I just delete them. Yeah. Like, I don't even need to enter into that yeah. conversation because it is, it's a flat out no, right? And people like think, are we going to pay out of our own pocket? Exactly. To... Like that will cost me to yeah. have you in. <laughs> um, <I> Wild. <laughs> um, next point that you had was awkward encounters with other injectors and employers in the industry, which you've, you've read. <laughs> I've had many. You've had many. We've all had a lot, haven't we? Yes. Yeah, so it can be a funny little industry. Um, where should I start? <laughs> um, actually, I mentioned before in university that, you know, there were a third of yeah. the students that were there for cosmetic injectables. Um, now that I'm a cosmetic injector, there's actually a few injectors out there that were, you know, within the same yeah. um, grade as me. Um, one of them was actually a close friend. Yeah. Um, we would attend lectures together or parties and things like that. And um, when we finished university, we kind of lost touch as you do. Yeah. And I ran into her one day. She was working for a franchise. I was there to get a a laser treatment yeah. done and while I bumped into her, I was like hey how are you it's great to see you um what are you doing these days she was like oh I'm actually an injector I was like amazing I'm actually you know considering that pathway myself I'd love to reach out to you yeah and we left it there and I think it might have been months down the track I I did that I'd sent her a dm hey like do you have any tips for me yeah I wasn't asking anything you know, a big, big of her. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, wanted a little bit of support in, yeah. the, in the right friend, direction. Friend to friend, yeah. She kind of ghosted me. Oh. I didn't even receive a DM. Oh, that's a bit rude. Um, and now that I attend industry events, I've run into her. Yeah. And not only that she doesn't say hello, she acts like she, she doesn't know she doesn't me know. at all. And I just it, find that so interesting. Why would you, you There's know, this really sort of like – competitive within competitive yeah. part of the industry where I feel like every injector sort of experienced that where yeah, other injectors I've experienced too, yeah, ghost you, stop talking to you, whatever, yeah. pretend they don't. And I'm like, you know, there is – there's so – there's more consumers than there are yeah, injectors. there's room for everyone. There is enough business. And like we've just gone on and on about today, like we're, everyone is so different yeah. as well in what they do. We, we don't appeal to everyone. And I'm like, let's, let's you know, I'm, mm. I'm all about, you know, having injectors yeah. as friends, getting them on the podcast, yeah. going to events, being friends. Like yeah. I feel like there's so much we can learn from yeah. each other, but like like I don't I don't feel like I'm in competition yeah. with them because we're, we're no. all so different and we're just doing our own thing. So I'm like there's no need to behave like that yeah. at all. And since then I've actually also found out she's blocked me on social media. <laughs> That's and a bit petty. There's another friend that was within this group of university yeah. friends who's also an injector now and she's done the same thing too. So there's no she, need. She obviously feels intimidated. Yeah. Um and I I don't understand why. Yeah. And you know what? Like that's obviously someone that you, yeah. you you don't need to be friends with. And it's just I guess, you know, advice to new injectors coming into the industry is like you don't need to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the more we can come together and learn from it, like I love, you know, seeing you and a lot yeah. of the other girls. Like it was so nice how like I saw those photos on your Instagram, a group of you like caught up, yeah. you're all in the same area, you know, essentially you're all competition. Yeah. But you go and hang out, you have Christmas parties. Like I love when we get to go to conferences and catch up and yeah. And it's a great support network. Like it is. Of, we get those days that, you know, we need a friend to And we're lean always on. on our own, right? Exactly. And um <laughs> it's like having your own team. Yeah. But you're not working together. Exactly. The yeah, and you company. can bounce things off each other yeah. and yeah. So borrow things from each other honestly, when you run out. <laughs> when people are do you know, wanna ghost you, they're the ones that are missing out. Exactly. They so are. Yeah. It's it's a very lonely place to be very if you're gonna be place. like that. Yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> oh, employers. Yeah, <laughs> that's the next one. Um, so like I mentioned earlier, I started off working for a large franchise. Yeah. Um, I won't mention the name <laughs> just to 
could because <laughs> of know? defamation yeah. issues. But working for a large franchise, it's actually quite stock standard to yeah. sign a training agreement, mm. which is usually a large sum. Yeah. Um, and that kind of prevents injectors from leaving, you know, six or 12 months down the yeah. track, opening up their yeah. own shop. And, and obviously they need to get their return on investment as well. Like yeah, uh, we yeah, get that. Exactly. Yeah. We completely understand yeah. that. Um, so because I had come in already with a postgraduate diploma, yeah. I actually negotiated my contract down to yeah. half of that stuff. Okay. And I started working for this company and um, I, I think I only received about two days of training. So yeah. I'm not sure how that equates to – the whole the, amount, yeah. you know, it was just one day at their head office doing an introduction to the company. I think I got to treat one um, cheek filler, one lip filler, and then a full face of tox yeah. with the the rep at the time. Yeah, and then off I went on my merry way. <laughs> Little did I know. Yeah. Um, that wasn't enough. Yeah. I felt quite unsupported. Mm. There were days where you know I felt. I was outside of my comfort totally. zone. Um, and when I did reach out, I wouldn't often wouldn't get the right answer mm. or the um, manager that I was actually responding to wasn't a cosmetic nurse. Yeah, so which makes were, it hard. Yeah, yeah, which I found it quite interesting. If you're looking after, you know, a state of nurses, yeah. I think you should be a nurse yourself. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of stayed with that company for a few months, you know, doing these introductory treatments for clients um and often I said no as well if I felt outside of my comfort zone because I was always wary of my own registration um but I knew that this wasn't going to be a long-term role for me and opportunity came knocking my way it was actually in the middle of the COVID pandemic yeah um I was still employed at Sydney Children's Hospital working there part-time the other days I was injecting and um basically the opportunity to become a nurse unit manager Amazing. Um, presented itself and it was for a pediatric COVID testing clinic. Yeah. And um, this is during, I think, the first wave yeah. of the COVID pandemic. So it was yeah. all quite new. Um, everything had to be set up. Yeah. Um, and you weren't injecting at this time. Like we'd been stood down. Right, uh, I had been injecting for three months, yes. um, but there was a second wave yep. um, coming. It was close to Christmas. Yep. Um, so I went to my employer and said, look, this opportunity presented itself. It's a three-month contract. I understand, um, you know, it's poor timing. Yeah. But I don't think an opportunity like this would present itself again. Yeah. Um, I was 25 at the time. So yeah. to do a nurse unit manager role, <sighs> it, was, yeah. it was a big deal. Yeah. Um, so I basically asked for three months, um, you know, uh, what's it called? Kind of like leave without pay. Leave or, without yeah. pay because I hadn't accrued any at yeah. this time. And my employer took her as the biggest insult. Oh. She could have said, no, look, it doesn't align yeah. with the business at the moment. And I would have completely understood that. But her response was like, basically, I was cheating on this company. Oh. But it's not like you said, oh, hey, I'm, I'm going to go work at another cosmetic exactly. clinic. Two doors down for the next three months. Exactly. So. I was going to go work in a hospital and especially during, during a COVID, pandemic we didn't really know what was going to happen with clinics right yeah. so people were sort of reverting back to their hospital roles and, and increasing yeah. those because we had no idea whether you know it was going to be a viable yeah. industry like, and nurses i'm sorry hospitals were desperate for they were, nurses yes so a you, lot of nurses were going back yeah. to the hospital for that reason. To I help. even considered it during yeah. that time because I just I didn't know how we were going to pay the bills. Yeah. Yeah. So this was a three-month contract. Yes. Yeah. Um, basically, I was told that, no. you know, I wasn't welcome here anymore if I was going to sign this contract and yeah. I was actually going to be breaking that contract because mm. it was me who was wanting to leave. Yeah. But it wasn't. That wasn't the case, you know. Yeah. I was just going to do a three-month contract, come back, pick up from where I left off. Yeah, totally. I knew it was a big ask, but I thought it, they would be understanding yeah. considering, you know. And so the, much the was times. changing so quickly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately they were not understanding. Oh. I went and did this contract, which was the best thing I could have done yeah. because within a few months nurses were still down again. 
There you go. Um, Stood down from the cosmetic clinics. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you made the right call. I did make the right call, but six months later, mm. long behold, I received an email. Mm. It was uh, a legal case mm. <laughs> from my employer because I was now liable to pay this huge sum of money. Yeah. And it wasn't actually the amount that we agreed for. Yeah. It was the original, the original. amount that yeah. they would ask every nurse to sign. Yeah. And look, I responded to this email before getting, you know, professional advice, yeah. basically explaining that it wasn't me that I wanted to leave. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And you tried to sit down and have a talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And that I only received two days of training, which I organized models to come in for yeah who paid for the cost of the treatment so they were in fact not out of pocket yeah so i couldn't understand why they were asking for that huge sum of money when yeah. in fact they didn't invest in any training in me yeah um so luckily i was actually still a member of the nursing and midwifery council yeah. Um, and I seeked legal support from yeah, them good. and it's honestly the best thing I ever done. Yeah. Um, the person that I spoke to, the representative told me there was at least 20 nurses who were in the same, same position boat. as me. Yeah. Um, and basically they would pressure them and harass them for years. Yeah. Basically until they would give in or settle mm. on a smaller yeah. sum. That's so challenging, especially when, you know, the times were so uncertain for everyone. You'd yeah. been stood down and then they hadn't kind of – they hadn't met their end of the deal on yeah. the training. Yeah. Yeah. And you got it all sorted? I was very lucky. The person that was advising just said, look, please do not pay any Good. money. They will keep harassing you but in a court of law, they don't have it's, a case. It's not going to stand up. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not legally standing what yeah. you've signed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad. But it, yeah. it, it was honestly six to 12 months yeah. of stress. And, and it I just was, rattles you. Yeah. I was pregnant. And, oh, you were pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> you poor thing. But, um, yeah, that's kind of over and yeah. done with now. And Thank God. I've closed that chapter. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. But no, you were right. Like there were a lot of nurses sort of in that boat during that time. They decided to go back to the hospitals and then, you know, you were being told you've, you know, breached your contracts. But we had like actual stand down letters, um, which, yeah. But I'm glad It's not like I left to go to another clinic. Exactly. (laughs) I'm not going to to your competitor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to help out during a pandemic. Yeah, Yeah, totally. So it was completely, um, I don't know. I don't. Just unnecessary stress. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that's behind you. Yeah. So I guess in summary, what I've learned this year, mm-hmm. having this larger shopfront clinic compared to when I was in Edgecliff, way up in a commercial building, like I've touched on, is that I never had anyone walk off mm-hmm. the street there. And here we get, which I love, you know, almost a walk in every single day, which is fantastic to, you know, our growing client base. But having a shopfront opens you up to a larger proportion of the population. Touch wood, things have been really good for us in the last couple of months here. But in the beginning, I think we were trying to please everyone that walked mm-hmm. in because, you know, um, like I was saying on the previous podcast, it's sort of I'd outgrown Edgecliff. I took this sort of calculated risk on this, but this is a clinic we need to grow into. Yeah. So suddenly I'm, you almost feel like you're back at square one. I'm yeah. like, I, I've got so much work to do. Scary. So it's kind of like you're saying yes to everyone that comes through the door. And then suddenly I'm like, no, no, these aren't, you know, they, I, I, these aren't all the patients, mm-hmm. you know, I, I haven't been sort of picking these. Um, and in those challenging situations that I did go through, fortunately there weren't that many, but it was enough to make me go like, hang on, I need mm-hmm. to reassess. Wise up very quickly, put my big girl pants on, myself and Lucy, just to be really alert to these situations. Yeah. So you're not, you know, 40 minutes into a consult going, this isn't right. You're, yeah. you know, before they've even booked an appointment, you've sort of got this energy where they go, actually, I might just book online. And they mm-hmm. realize this isn't the clinic for them and they can go down the road to, you know, someone else who's going to say yes. Um, and, and we, we're a lot like Lucy and I are a lot more confident Mm -hmm. with saying no really quickly to situations that we just don't, don't want to get involved in. Um, we did buy sage during our really challenging period. I love it. We almost set fire to the place. (laughs) I said to Lucy, I bought it and I said to Lucy, do you know how to use this? She goes, no, but I'll, I'll Google it. 
Next minute. Good old Google. We literally, and I've got, you know, as you know, when you fit out a clinic, I had to get this ridiculously over-the-top fire oh, system. No. It was so you set it off. We almost set the place okay. on fire. We were like running into the car park and then my husband wasn't here and I told him at the end and he was like, you did what? Oh, what? So anyways, we have it. We don't, we don't light it anymore, but we have it and we have it at the desk and every now and then we just sort of shake it around and around the doors and look, I don't know, superstition or whatever, but I think I'm going to have to give it a go. I think you will, you know, things yeah. have been pretty good since we got that. Um, and we keep our front door locked yeah. because, you know, in any area there's, you know, people that you don't necessarily want walking in your clinic and at the start we sort of wanted a system where the door was open but we yeah. quickly worked out um that lucy needed to be our security guard yeah um and she does oh, a very good, good job at that <laughs> good old lucy <laughs> she looks so scary <laughs> not at all um but yeah that's that's definitely helped so get some sage oh my god you're gonna have to pass on your sage dealer's number <laughs> just don't light it <laughs> my sage dealer uh, the local health food store <laughs> Just no lighting it. He was like, my husband was like, that's literally like what I use when I go out in the bush oh my to goodness. set fire like to the fire pit. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> in my brand new cosmetic clinic. Did you clinic. see it from TikTok? Were you influenced? Yeah, I was. Because we, we saw other clinic owners like, oh, we like to reset the yeah. energy when it's not feeling right. I'm like, that's a great idea. Just don't light it. So on to our Instagram questions. So um, I've just popped a couple in here. So the first one is the biggest tip for an experienced registered nurse as my first year as a cosmetic nurse. What tips would you give to someone? I would say definitely invest in your education. Yeah. Don't rely on someone else to teach you. Yeah. Really get out there. Go to conferences. Yeah. Go to seminars. Stay connected with other injectors. Patreon's a huge wealth of knowledge yeah. now. So subscribe to your favorite, you know, injectors out there. Absolutely. Um, that would be my biggest tip because yeah. you there is so much to learn. I'm still learning every day. Oh, we are, aren't we? It's crazy. And the industry moves at such a fast pace. Yeah. There are new products that are coming out. <laughs> it like, seems what? like yeah. TGA is approving <laughs> all everything. And I'm like, like I can't keep up. up. I'm like, can you slow down again? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, and other injectors are like, have you got the blah, blah? And I'm like, the what? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah get it's just learning. There. And do more than, you know, a two-day course. And I think, yes. look, there's so many courses out there now, but just do your research because some of them you have one model between six injectors yep. and you'll do half a lip. Yep. Like that's not going to prepare you to then go and do a full lip. Yep. You, know, you need to make sure you're getting the theory, you're getting the hands-on yep. and you're getting lots of models. Yeah, and I'm a huge advocate of people, nurses in particular, go and do your postgraduate diploma before yep. you consider cosmetic Have that, yeah. You are going to learn so much in that one year that yep. as an you know, clinic owner, I could never replicate. Exactly. So yeah. I always turn people away when they ask me, you know, what yeah. do you think? Are you yeah. hiring? I don't want to speak to you until you've gone and done your hospital Exactly, training. yeah. And because there's so much, you know, which people forget is like we're doing medical treatments, things exactly. can go wrong. And even just those, you know, communication skills, bedside manner. Bedside manner is a know. huge one. Yeah, it's yeah. a massive one. And that will, you know, set you apart from that injector that people really, you know, love to come with or that, you know, just sort of robot yeah. injector and you get your three areas and off you go. So, yeah, yeah I think What's that's something good. that you would... Um, yeah, definitely training and education, really immersing yourself in it, um, hospital experience. Mm -hmm. And I think just really, um, I think through, you know, doing lots of training instead of just kind of like grabbing, I guess through, uh, through people I've mentored and through people who I have employed in the past is people not realizing that maybe it's not for them. Mm. So I think the more training you can do, especially the more hands-on experience yeah. is kind of actually working out, is this for me? Yeah. Because you know, it is glamorized. And yeah. So people think, oh, that's wonderful. I want to wear high heels and dress yeah. up and inject people. But it's, you know, it's definitely not like that yeah. majority of the time, especially yeah. as a business owner. So yeah, just taking that time to really work out, is this for me? Yeah. Yeah. And also understanding that you might not turn a profit straight away. Yes. Especially if you're expanding mm -hmm. to a bigger space, you're yeah. taking on big leases. Yeah. Um, it generally takes two years for a new business to turn to, a profit exactly. and start paying your wage. Exactly. So and like, if you could do part-time in the hospital to still support yeah. yourself, 
I would definitely recommend that. I yeah. did that for a little while. Yeah. Um, and, you know, considering that we had a pandemic, it was a huge relief. You need it, yeah. There's a lot of injectors that you were out of work, you know, that yeah. were full-time for a little while. Exactly. Um, and you're constantly reinvesting in your business. So even if you're making a profit, yeah. you're not really paying yeah. yourself. You're actually then just reinvesting yeah. them back into the business. So yeah, you're it's a long time. Services, yeah, a long time before you pay yourself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's not be as prepared. glamorous. Be prepared I work a for lot that. more than I did when I uh-huh. was employed full time as a nurse, you know, manager. <laughs> you swap the nine for, oh to five for 24 seven. And that's the thing. And your brain never switches off, exactly. right? Like even at night you put your son to bed and you're thinking about your bookings. You're thinking about yeah. the week. You're thinking, have I ordered talks for next yeah. week? Have I, you know, all the things or yeah. you're getting, you know, especially I think with social media is like, mm. we're constantly patients are messaging us from all different yeah. angles. So, you know, Yes, we might be responding yeah. to DMs at nine o'clock at night, yeah. you know. Yeah. And now I'm trying to be really good and not respond boundaries. until the next yeah. morning. Yeah, and it's great since but I'm, I'm Lucy. Yeah, but I'm also worried that, you know, it might be a complication. Exactly. So you do need to be, yeah, you need to set those boundaries. Yeah. Like, and I have them now if it's like a not a non-urgent thing, yeah. I'll look at it, but I'll be like, that can wait. Yeah. Lucy can deal with that yeah. tomorrow. Obviously, if it's an urgent thing, I'm dealing with it. And something Lucy's um, been really good, like, because um, our clinic phone is a mobile, which mm-hmm. is great because I can take it with me. Um, and some days, especially if we haven't, you know, done filler or something like yeah. that, she'll actually say, how about tonight? This yeah. phone's a landline. Yeah. So it stays at the clinic. Yeah. And anything else we can just deal with tomorrow, yeah. you know, and that's that. been actually so refreshing. Yeah. And then I can just go home and focus on my daughter and get a good yeah. sleep and you know and everything else can wait till tomorrow unless it's you know a, obviously a you know complication or yeah. something like that but that's been really refreshing is trying to just switch off and set those yeah boundaries. and I always feel guilty trying to separate myself from being a business owner and being a mom yeah like there are times that I'd be at home with my son and I'm sitting next to him and I'm responding to oh, DM I know and so, I don't want her yeah. memories of me to be yeah. you know scrolling on my phone so I'm trying to yeah especially when we have mummy daughter day is yeah. actually just like the only time I look at my phone is when she's asleep that yeah. day the rest of the time it's like what do you want to do babe it's you and me yeah you know? oh, which I is yeah and it's I feel a lot better about yeah. it as well yeah. yeah it's good um the the next question was um submitted by a patient does the frequency or quantity of anti-wrinkle injections needed increase or decrease as you age that's quite a good Look, one isn't it yeah there's a lot of literature out there um I think from clinic experience, I do see clients that can stretch out appointments or, you know, they might not need as much as they have previously because they started early. Yes. They were really good. They would coming every three to four months and being consistent. So there are times that they haven't, you know, had movement come back. Um, So sometimes I will decrease their dose but generally i find that after a couple of weeks they're not happy yeah so we go back to the original dose but it's sometimes nice to try and then they go oh actually i do need that yeah but i'd say everyone is different isn't it and i've got some patients you know as they're they are aging we're reducing the dose some people we're increasing it and i guess it it comes down to the individual it comes down to what else they're doing there's so many external factors yeah medications lifestyle factors all of those things but but I second that with the consistency, especially if they've started that little mm-hmm. bit younger when they first start to see those signs of yeah. aging and they've been really consistent. We will get to that point where it's like they're like, oh, I'm due, but I yeah. think I could stretch it out. And yeah. I'm like, I absolutely agree. Yeah. And that's nice to be able to do that over time. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a big believer that if you start earlier, yeah. your results will be much greater. Yeah. You won't need to spend as much. Yeah. And you know, the results are much more attainable. Yes. So um, definitely. Yes. Don't wait till you're in <laughs> your 50s and you've had a line there for 10 years. Exactly. Expecting and me to be a magician. And they want a forehead like Lucy yeah. here who's 22 and I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I always have to tell people, look, I am yeah. restricted by yeah. what I can achieve, but I will do my best considering exactly. the circumstances. Yeah. yeah. So I always try to bring them back to – you know, earth and what's realistic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we can soften it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's why I, yeah, I definitely, I suppose if those sort of younger patients are listening is, you know, around that, I, 
I find around that kind of late 20s, early mm. 30s when they sit on the bed and they say, I've just noticed, you know, at the end of the mm. day my makeup settles into the lines. Yeah. I'm like, this is the perfect, you know, just starting. This is when we yeah. want to start and, you you know, we'll get those smooth, you'll get that nice shiny forehead, yeah. you know, you'll get that really smooth result and then, yeah, you'll literally, if you keep it up, you'll prevent. And they're usually and the most happiest clients. Yeah, and you can get them the smooth, you can yeah. get them the brow lift, you can get, yeah. you know. <laughs> And you Very feel low amazing risk of as an injector. You're like, oh, great. And then, you know, you do the follow-up and they're like, yeah, everything's great. Don't yeah. get a review. Um, but it is the ones that you said, you know, do wait and they've got, you know, that natural hooding. Mm. They've got the deep lines. It, it is challenging, yeah. you know, because you want to get them the good result. You don't want to drop their brow. You want to yeah. get, you know, longevity and meet those expectations. So, yeah, prevention is better. Mm-hmm. We'll be better in the long run. Hope you're enjoying this podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by the Fit Injector Clinic Mentoring Program, business mentoring for cosmetic nurse injectors. If you are a registered nurse who wants to become a cosmetic injector or an existing cosmetic injector who wants to start their own business or scale up your existing business, I have just launched an online version of my mentoring program with video modules for you to work through in your own time, downloadable information for you to keep and a strategy call once you've completed that with me for 30 minutes to answer any questions that you have about starting or scaling up your business. If you want to get started, email me at admin at thefitinjector.com.au. Now, um, number three isn't a question, but it was submitted with, um, with one of my sort of newer patients who started seeing me a few months ago. And she said, I just want to send my appreciation for the progress on my skin. And I wanted to finish on this I because it is such a positive. Obviously, we've talked about the not so <laughs> aesthetic side, but I want to say that this is the majority of mm-hmm. my patients. And this is why I do what I do when I love what I do. Mm-hmm. And um, without, you know, disclosing anything about this patient, but, um, she definitely came to me with, you know, a a skin condition that she tried lots of things for, Mm. nothing hadn't really helped. And, um, the main thing is like, yes, I'm getting her results and it's incredible and she loves it, but it's what I'm seeing in her confidence. Every time she walks through the door, she is just like elevating in this confidence. And then some of her friends come to me as well and they're all like, oh my God, her skin, but her confidence. Yeah. And it's like, that is why I do what I do. And like, that's the kind of patient. That's marketing you can't buy. I know. And I'm like, (sighs) you know, and now all her friends want skin treatment. So I'm like, you know, and, and that just makes it for me. So I think that's a really nice positive to finish on. And I feel like you'll feel the same about majority of your patients. Majority of my clients are amazing. Yeah. They're like family. I know, right? And they know about you and you know about them and you know they, you know, you know where they go to hold like on holidays every Christmas. Yeah, they ask how big your kid is and what milestone they've reached. How old is he now? And is he sleeping? And you know, all the things. And it just makes it so special, isn't it? And you feel like, you know, you your 30 minute anti-wrinkle appointment, 29 minutes is talking to them about what's been happening. And then they're like, you're like, oh, (laughs) should we inject, you know, (laughs) the last minute, you know, you you put their tox in. But yeah, and that's what makes it it really special, doesn't it? it yeah, yeah, it's so worth it. Yeah, I don't think I could do anything else. No, not now. No, there's no going back. <laughs> no, we're, we're in this. We're too far in this. Way too invested. <laughs> I think I've got a question for you. Oh, as a mum, yes. Um, so how do you find time for yourself, especially staying active, mm. since you are the fit injector? <laughs> you know, something I'm struggling with at the moment getting back to you know pre-baby yeah weight yeah how do you find time between you know owning a business it's it's a lot isn't yeah. it look some days I feel like I've got it all together and yeah. other days it's like 8am and I say to Zach I'm like the ball's dropped yeah and I don't think I'm gonna pick it up today yeah I think um every day though it does get easier yeah and I think as like myself and my husband our little one we all kind of get to know each other that little Mm. bit better and our routines get better and I think we are in a really good routine at the moment like she goes to daycare Mm. three days a week we've got a mummy daughter day we've got a daddy daughter day and everyone's kind of got their little routine um definitely setting boundaries helps having Lucy has Mm -hmm. taken a, a huge workload off me um and just definitely utilizing like nap time, yeah. um, really setting those boundaries around like when I get home, it's like, you know, work is done and yeah. I try and not sort of pick up the phone or the laptop when I get home mm-hmm. um, and trying to protect that time on the weekends as yeah. well, definitely. Getting to the gym has not been great for me this year. I probably need to rebrand the not so fit injector. <laughs> um, I definitely need to prioritize that a little bit yeah. more. Um 
So that's like my next year goal is, is to that try a and new year's resolution. Is, I do. I never <laughs> set new year's resolutions. <laughs> I never set new year's resolutions, but I think yeah. mine needs to be to get to the gym at least twice a week. Would yeah. this be would be great. Um, but I definitely do, you know, feel a lot better if I go. Mm-hmm. I try and utilize yet, yeah, you know, nap times or even I've actually tapped into like going close to the clinic and yeah. even, you know, popping out, you know, if I've got a gap in the day or yeah. something, do try and pop out um and just have that bit of time to switch off yeah. a little bit so have I found the balance no maybe ask me again next year (laughs) but things definitely get easier I think um and you know kids grow so Mm. quickly and I I hate that she's growing so quickly but it's also it is getting easier because she's understanding a lot more and we can communicate with her a lot more um which is a lot do you think she understands she understands so oh understands this yeah I'm not sure but she is this is your shop I think she does love coming in she knows that there's a chocolate bowl (laughs) um she says hi to Lucy she knows there's a snack drawer (laughs) so I think she appreciates those things and she's just sort of coming started coming in the rooms and sort of like hmm, what happens yeah, around pink. here I yeah. love pink. loves pink but she's definitely at that age where she's starting to show interest in like makeup and hair yeah. and like even this morning I had my makeup out ready and she's like picking up things and like she's going like this and then like she picked up the eyelash curler and like went like that but I've never actually like sat her down and like yeah. gone through a makeup she's routine just you do she, it. she's just been yeah. observing me and I'm like oh my gosh and she wants to hold like you know a brush and a lipstick and walk around and put makeup on daddy and you know yeah. and so yeah I think she is starting to show yeah. you know interest and maybe understanding what we do but yeah you know it'll be interesting when she's 16 and going mum can I have um, lip filler when I'm 18 and I'm like oh. <laughs> <my> <laughs> that'll goodness. be an interesting I'm not, yeah no, I'm right. lucky that I have a son I know so you I don't even have to go there but you know when she's <laughs> like oh can I have the oh gosh <laughs> that'll be interesting but yeah look um have I found the balance I don't know yeah. have you Look, I'm learning not to be so harsh on myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, every day is a new day. Yeah. And you're doing your best. Yeah. But definitely I'm looking to invest in myself again and yeah. find myself outside of being a mom and a yeah. business owner. So hopefully 2024 could yeah. be my year. Definitely. It is getting easier, like you mentioned. Yeah. And we are looking at daycare. So hopefully Good. that will take a huge burden. It's really helpful. Um. But yeah, yeah. I'll let you know if I <laughs> if I have any groundbreaking, <laughs> you know, changes. I'll let you know. Maybe we have to open up a clinic My. with the creation side of it. Or no, something. that would be so helpful. <laughs> or have a day like because there's a lot of us that are mums now. Yeah, a day where we meet at a clinic to treat each other, right? Because oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know about you. Yeah. I never get treatment I done. Struggle. And then we could we could get a babysitter. Yeah. And they could look after all the kids for yeah. us. Oh, that would be excellent. Because I'm like, be don't get too close. I really need some <laughs> <laughs> My pigment's really bad oh at the moment. No, it's not. <laughs> you look amazing, as always. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so do you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 15 of this video podcast series. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. A huge thank you to Edda from the Lux Nurse for joining me today. Thanks for having me. That was me. fun. It was so much my first podcast done Yay. and dusted. <laughs> I'm many, hopefully, many, maybe a part two next year. Oh, we'll see. When we've both found the balance, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Thanks. Bye.